In this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen Threadripper Review, Core i9 Specs, and Intel says, forget about that eclipse. Hey, I just put my notes away, but here's what I say at the beginning. Welcome to the Full Nerd, episode 20, <laughs> what day? 29, recorded on August 10th. I got that right, 2017. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. Elena Yee. Hey, everybody. And controlling the vertical and horizontal. Be nice to him, otherwise he will cut us off. Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, we're here to talk about the new iPhone 8 rumors, right? Yes, That's iPhone 8 rumors. That's it. No, no we're kidding. kidding. Don't say that because you know what happens. <laughs> Suddenly, like, oh, it's trending now. Well, we'll check this out. We, we got already in YouTube chat. We got Venezuela. We got uh, Lima, Peru. We've got Singapore. We've got New Jersey. Ooh, uh, and they're all asking for benchmarks. Ah, so let's go yeah. for benchmarks. The top story of the day, Ryzen, Threadripper. We got the benchmarks. We're going to go over them right now. I've been testing all of them. We got one right here, in fact, an unopened Threadripper chip. We can't give it away. We wish we could. And, of course, we have a, a sample, mechanical sample um, that is dead. Supposedly, I don't know, AMD actually, for people who don't know, AMD included these really cool um, Threadripper samples. But, you know, for all I know, they're going to just say, hey, that thing works. Man, did you break yeah, it in half? You've just been tossing it around. <laughs> so, but no, Pull it's, it it's dead case. as far as we know. So. But you want to, we're going to talk all about the benchmarks because it is about performance. We're going to try to go all Madden for us. Apologies to those who are listening. We will try to audio cast it as well, trying to be aware of people not being able to see the stream, see the, the actual visuals. Uh, Adam's going to, let's just kick it off. Uh, we'll show, uh, let's start. You know, I I kind of symbolically want to start this with. Oh wait, why is the maybe like a high level summary of what we're about to see? Maybe. Oh, look at all, look at all these right charts. In. Look at all these colors. I'm looking for. Okay, I just want to. So basically, for again, audio people, this is a benchmark. We're talking. We're talking. We're going to kick this off with Blender. This is the version I'm using is 2.78B. And the benchmark is the BMW benchmark, which is a very popular free benchmark. If you want to run it, you can run it on your own machine just downloading Blender and downloading Which Threadripper are we talking about? So this is, Brad is awake here, apparently, uh, <laughs> Ryzen Threadripper 1950X. It is a 16-core version. I did not have time to actually test the 12-core version, but honestly, I'm more interested in what the 16-core version does. So uh, the reason I, I want to start off, we're going to kick this off with... Let's see if I can make the ugly desktop stuff disappear. The reason I want to kick this off with Blender is this is exactly where AMD started the whole Zen hype almost a year yep. ago, right? So yep. <laughs> in Intel's face, AMD shows up at uh, IDF, Intel's developer forum down the street. They invite everybody over and they show off their first Zen results running Blender. And it's it's fast. It's it's more than what people expected. Um, it's as fast, you know, they're claiming as a, as a Broadwell core. Um, and today we have the 16 core version, which I'm going to show you right crazy, isn't it? Let's see. Oh, Hey, it's drawing. Nice. Look at this. So this I'm drawing for people who are listening. This is thread. Look at that Madden style. Look at that Madden. Look, look, see also high from India. Boom. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Boom. So for people who are listening, uh, Threadripper is at the tar top, top of, this, of the top, chart. Top of the chart. 
Meaning it's the slowest. Meaning it's the slowest. Yeah, so oh. 16 cores. I know, of course, everybody's like, well, that ain't fair. 16 cores versus 10 core. Remember, Intel has not actually shipped those uh, anything else. The top-end core i9, which I reviewed, gosh, it feels like a month ago, month and a half ago. <laughs> that is the fastest the one with the, the most cores out today. so and, and it's fair because it's the exact same price, too. And They're it's the same price. Bucks. These are both $1,000. So you're looking at Threadripper 1950X, 16 cores, 159 seconds to render that load in uh, in Blender. The 10-core Skylake X, Core i9-7900X, 203. Again, 203 versus 159. That's a lot, right? I mean, that's very, very decent. That You're getting... You know, this is a multi-threaded benchmark, which, of course, is the whole reason yet you, you even want Threadripper, but it is fast. We're against this equivalent $1,000 Intel chip. It's it's a beatdown, right? So let me try to yep. switch this to the... Can I go? No? Okay. Thank you, Windows. What should we do next? Ah, let's do, let's do Cinebench. So the next one, of course, is the famous Cinebench Maxon's Cinebench test. This thing really does scale with core count and... Uh, again, on top of this list for people who can't see, Threadripper 1950X, 3022, uh, Core i9 7900X, 2180. I mean, it is just a beatdown. Yeah, that, I mean, it just, it just destroys the equivalent $1,000 Intel CPU. Yeah, but these are the heavily multi-threaded ones that we're starting with, right? Yep. We are going to start. I mean, if you, was, you know, it's so interesting. It's kind of nice. If can I draw here? Oh yeah, hey, look at that. So look, check this out. Thirty twenty two. That's sixteen cores. And where is the? It's not bad. Look at that. That's very nice scaling because this is the eight core. Look at this is actually working here. I'm drawing Gordon the screen. Is, uh, I'm amazed. Underlining, underlining the eighteen hundred X score right now, which is what I can't see. It's a uh, Ryzen seven eighteen hundred X. Sorry, Lanny can't see a sixteen oh six. To 3022, so you're going from 8 cores in a Ryzen 7 to 16 cores in a Threadripper 1950X. Cinebench is, look at that, it's a very nice scaling here. I'm just amazed. Who knew that you could do all this pen stuff on a Mac? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that gigantic HP logo on the back of that laptop. Whoops. But that, that is uh, just, yeah. That glue that AMD is using, it seems like it's working pretty well. Everybody, yeah, okay. Wait, listen. What uh, else? Are we real, real quick, Mark is asking, uh, why no nineteen twenty? So no nineteen twenty s. There, there was just simply no time to test it. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta be honest too. I mean, this, this, you know, when you review hardware, you get the, you get the motherboard, you get the CPUs, you get a, a pre-release BIOS, and then honestly, about two days into it, you'll get another BIOS, and then another couple days later you'll get another bios they just keep coming as they continue to make um uh you know improvements in the bios and you know i at a certain point i lock down the bios and you you don't keep changing stuff because you got to run all the tests so the the 12 core part wasn't tested here i'm going to be running some tests eventually on it but you know i you could sort of figure it's going to be you know close you're it's a 1950x a little more base clock on it but for less cores, right? So you could figure it's going to be, it's it's going to be comparable to a ten core, a little bit faster in some multi-threaded tests, is what AMD's guidance is. And I think a few of the reviews I haven't had a chance to read them this morning. It holds its own against Intel's thousand-dollar CPU. There's definitely something Skylake X is faster at though, which we are going to get into. Oh, real quick, uh, <clears throat> we got a question from E Lopez five eighty. Any bugs or problems during your testing? 
Uh, so as far as any problems I had, no, not really. I mean, this, I, again, uh, if you going all the way back to Ryzen, the Ryzen 7 was a really, really rough launch. AMD, I think, knows it. Um, anybody who actually tested the chip early on, like the board I had, I'd post that thing. I can go make coffee, come back, it'd still be posting. It really took several, like two minutes to get up to the OS. Um, later on, of course, I got a lot better. This Ryzen Threadripper, I really had no issues. The only real issue is installing this thing, which internet <laughs> apparently I, I I have viewed a uh, an internal uh, uh, video that in AMD sent over. Like this is how you do it for the press, and I actually did it. And this is before any directions were issued. I actually did it the way AMD recommends. It doesn't work that way for me anyway, and I don't know if it's the socket on the board I had, but once you, they recommend not torquing. They they recommend torquing in order all the way down. So you torque the first screw all the way down on the bottom, and then you do two and three. But what we found is once you torque down one all the way down, that the the entire uh, I'm gonna guess it's a load plate basically pops up, and you can't get the rear thread started. So maybe it's just an out of spec socket. I, I don't know. Gordon, you have no idea what you're. I have doing, no idea do what I'm talking about. It turns out I was right. Yeah, I thought, oh, I was no, wrong. No, 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 you were wrong. The it's internet actually, says you were wrong. That's actually, what AMD. So that was really the only problem. Board worked perfectly. I mean, honestly, it was pretty smooth. I mean, no instability issues. Um, it, I, you know, for it, this is much, much smoother as to be expected than Ryzen Seven. You know, Ryzen Seven was really the first of the of the litter. This is the latest. This is the the, the newest, and it's 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 pretty polished. Is it perfect? Uh, I'll tell you, hell no. There's never such thing as a as a as a as a as a final product at, at uh, launch. We got a couple more awesome questions because uh, they they keep coming. Uh, Tech Guy Nation asks, uh, what did you use to cool the Threadripper during your testing? So we used a uh, Thermaltake. Oh my God, I, I'm I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. The Flow Ring 360. The Flow Flow Ring, Ring 360. It's a it's a it's a CLC made by Thermaltake. Really beautiful. Um, as very nice uh, lights. Really just lovely LEDs on. Weird it. spelling. Uh, you know, it's a three one twenty rad, huge, huge cooler, um, and just the and again, you get your red ripper. You're, it's going to come with the actual um, mounting kit on nice. there, so you can install it. And I use that to install it. And uh, Christopher on YouTube. Uh, by the way, we're going to Twitter. Uh, if, if anyone wants to watch live on Twitter, uh, yay for all the Twitter fans. Uh, Christopher on YouTube's asking: uh, Are the benchmark stock speeds? They are all they are all stock speeds, and again, this brings up that BIOS issue I mentioned. Uh, you got to realize they can change kind of where all the CPU um, base clocks are. I mean, the, they don't change the actual rated base clock, but they will change where the CPU will run. Um, so uh, these these are all base clocks. There was no overclocking done here. Again, that's another thing that kind of went under went out the window. I was going to say under the bus, but I used to rail against people saying that, so I probably should not <laughs> say well, the same thing. I think uh, for reviews, I think using the base, what everyone's going to get out of the box is the best way to go anyway. Yeah, and, and that yeah. is one thing about overclocking, right? Because I, I know every time you go to a forum, it's always like, oh, I got my chip up to six gigahertz using popcorn on it. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, one, it's going to change from person to person. So your mileage will vary. You have different cooling, you have different power supply. You got a different CPU. So yours could just be been out to not the same as popcorn guys and you really can't sort of assume that you're going to hit a certain speed although i will say and i don't have it this time 
um, uh, Asus motherboard maker typically in the past, and I haven't seen a report yet, but typically in the past, they'll say like, Hey, we have like 80 of these things. We put our expert overclockers on it. And here's where we're hitting with, you know, obviously these early silicon pieces. So we we sort of expect you'll hit this amount of overclock out of the CPU. Now they've done, they've overclocked 75. It's enough to go like, okay, this is probably a reasonable overclock for a lot of people. But as we know from Haswell, not Devil's Canyon, sometimes you got a really good overclocker and sometimes you got a dud, right? So, um, yeah. You just don't know. So don't, I would not count on overclocking guaranteeing anything. Like I think most people assume a, a Ryzen 7 1700 is going to give you four gigahertz out of the box. And most people are hitting pretty good clocks, but there's a chance you're just, it's going to suck. Oh, wait, here's another benchmark. Here's Pavre. We're going to switch back. Yeah, let's do it. So this is Pavre. Uh, audio listeners, uh, again, hey, what a surprise. Threadripper 1950X at the very top here with a score of 6,129 pixels per second. PPS, this is Pavre 3.9. And 10 core Core i9 7900X, 4,522. Look at this. You could fit like a whole truck in the difference. Right? So, <laughs> that is a lot. And I'm, then of course, I'm very... interested to get to the single thread stuff. Oh, okay. Do we... I mean, it's obvious at this point, 16 cores are going to want 10 cores in a multi-threaded thing. But the real question is, how does it hang thread for thread or whatever? And also, we should say that, you know, if they want to see all the charts, they can, can they can come to your review on PC World, right? Yeah, except, you know what? I got to say, I, I agree. No, I mean, of course, everybody's like, well, what do you think? It's got 16 cores. It's going to be 10 cores. Not faking, making fun of Brad, but... At the same time, you got to give them their moment in the sun, right? <laughs> we got, we're like, hey, AMD's, we just ship you, you know, 16 core CPU for a thousand bucks. Other guys are giving you 10 cores for a thousand bucks. And you want to talk about single threaded stuff? That sounds like somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Just giving Brad a hard time. <laughs> I did Pop Red, well, I did Blender, I did Cinebench. Oh, you know what? Let's do uh, some rendering stuff. Let's do um, uh, Premiere. Uh, which one is this? There we go. The so review the, on the site is exhaustive too. I think Gordon, I think it wound up being like over four thousand words and dozens ooh. of charts, so it's super comprehensive. Right. So, so you did it in like a day. Yeah, I did it. There was also um, I'm. There were some. I had. I actually had. I lost time uh, doing this review because we had to get the review done early for uh, internal purposes. But let's talk about this one. This is Premiere. Now we're not seeing the fantastic scaling we're seeing in the 3d rendering apps. I don't know, Elena, I don't know if you can see that. But. I can see it. Oh, look at this on top. What a surprise. Threadripper 1950 X. <laughs> what we do is we take a 4k video shot by Adam, maybe Dan, and we convert that using premier creative cloud 2017. We, uh, uh, export it using blu-ray, the blu-ray 1080p preset. <laughs> And the 10 core is 207. So again, I just want to got to give them their moment, right? There's a there's a nice little gap between 166 and 207. You're looking well, at yep. what 15, 20 percent? I forget. So somewhere in the story, but I mean that that equates uh, for somebody like me that equates to money in the bank. You know, the the more I can uh, get those encoding out the door, the more the more I can uh, get videos done, right? Yep, it's product productivity up. With with Threadripper, is that what you were saying? Yeah, productivity is up, and this is uh, Premiere. Uh, and one thing I do want to point out, because I, I just have to do this, so because somebody here wanted more charts, but look. So this is using the CPU to do all the encoding, a lot of s smart 
people, I was going to say the A word. I can say smart ass, right? So a lot of people say, oh, I use my GPU to encode. Why is that stupid? Well, mm-hmm. I actually did the same workload using the GPU, and here's what you get. So this is Premier Creative Cloud 2017, exact same workload. Now, instead of using the CPU, we are using GPU. I do select maximum render option, which is supposed to help when you're changing resolutions in uh, Premiere. And look at this. On top, what a surprise. Threadripper 1950X, 16 cores, 62 seconds. Uh, obviously, GPU is faster, but 10 core Skylake X down here at 73 seconds. Pretty much almost the same as, as uh, 10 core Broadwell E. So you still get... And as much as I, everybody says CPUs don't matter with Premiere and encoding because everybody's using GPU, but look at that, 62 seconds. Wrong. Fake news. Yeah, if you're using a quad core, because you're like, oh, I'm, you do it. Well, you're looking at 117 seconds. This is the exact same, and that's on a, a 7700K, right? So that that's a lot. If Real. you are, I look at this, you know what? This is like lunch. <laughs> I can't read that screen anymore. <laughs> but you go out, and this is like, so look. It's also a nice baby blue cord. It depends. So look, if you work at home, you're working on a, a video editor, you're working on a project, you're going to go, okay, I want to be right here. So because it's like this time, I can get another job. I can I can go empty the garbage. I could clean out the fridge, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Now, hey, we're, we're quick. We're quick. I got I to gotta put on the brakes uh, because we got a couple people uh, in YouTube chat, Mark. Uh, and E Lopez 580, go over the uh, the specs of your rig. Uh, you know what what oh what so, you used to test it. So we did test it. So Ryzen uh, Threadripper 1950X. Going to go from memory here. DDR4 3200. I will talk about that. Uh, we use an ASUS Zenith Extreme board. Uh, I think the final BIOS I locked down to was the one I forget. I think we got it like Sunday or something like that. But. It's in your review. It's in the review somewhere. Uh, it is definitely in the review. So um, what else? And a GeForce GTX 1080, uh, Founders Edition. I almost said reference card, but that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. And I did use an M.2 Samsung 960 Pro NVMe drive. But for all the CPU, um, most of my other tests uh, were using a SATA drive. But what I did is for things like... Uh, where the storage does matter in Handbrake and Premiere, we actually use a different uh, device. So like these Premiere encodes, uh, the source and the encode target drives were NVMe drives and a PCIe slot. They were not actually the the, the OS install drive. So really, uh, it's going to take the, the storage differences out of the equation. And of course, uh, again, uh, the, the thermal take flow <laughs> ring, which is spelled F L O E. <laughs> R I A R I I N G. It's ring. not a typo. It's no, wait, that's right. Eyes. Flow ring three six. Flow rider. Yes. Yes. Uh, hey, so we, we got another uh, question from Dave. Uh, this might go a little too in the weeds, but uh, on YouTube, he's asking. Uh, there's reports of uh, the 3200 DDR4 restricting the power to the cores. Did you explore that at all? I did not. I mean, my performance numbers were pretty spot on to what the the sanity check numbers on. So I didn't look into it. I they actually recommended thirty two hundred because remember uh, Threadripper and Ryzen. The memory clocks are tied to the Infinity Fabric, right? So the those as you increase the memory speed, it actually clocks that up. So higher memory, higher bandwidth higher clock speed memory does actually benefit Ryzen more than it does Intel. So that's interesting. I cool. and again I there were no crashes, no instability. It was perfectly rock solid as 
as I would hope you would expect from a, a server-based product. So I'm, but you know what? One thing I got to say, and I've been reviewing hardware for a long time. There will be problems. There are problems with everything. You can review something. You can use it for six months. And most people don't get that time, right? You're going to get a week, a couple weeks, less than that often. You are not going to find the same warts in a product that occur when you take that same product and you ship it to 50,000 people. And they use it in 50,000 different ways with 45,000 different power supplies and this. And you're, there's just a lot of things that no one can find. In fact, even the companies, right? This is why AMD and even Intel have issues. So, Cool. All right. All right. So, right, okay. Do we... Single-threaded charts. Come single on. Single-threaded. Okay. Or it's, well, no, wait, wait. Let's do one oh. more. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to... Putting it off. You know putting what? It I, off. There's like... See, that's the worst thing. Now, I, I will tell you that when you're a reviewer and you spend all these late... Brad understands this too, Elena. <laughs> you spend all this time making all these charts, running all these tests, and it's like, oh, whatever. We don't even care, right? No, you just <laughs> had the intern do it, right? No, no. You got to do it yourself because then you got to blame your... Although, it is good to have an intern because you can blame them. But, wait, yeah. but let me do one other thing. This is Blender plus, plus Cinebench. Simultaneous run. <clears throat> so yeah, that's this. interesting. So what I did was I ran Blender, the same previous test you saw earlier, and then I also ran Cinebench at the same time. This chart is a little confusing because I wanted to combine them. These are both simultaneously running. I started Cinebench first, and then I kicked off Blender, and this is multiple, multiple runs. Um, if you do multitasking tests, uh, AMD recommends that you actually bind the affinity of each core to the application, but uh, I did not want to do that because I think of most people don't do that. I did find that starting Cinebench first and then starting Blender after would actually give me very repeatable, repeatable results. I could repeat this uh, days later, in fact. So uh, let's, so it's not confusing. I'm going to, oh, wait, why is this? Okay, we're going to do some drawing here. Uh, let's just, so people aren't confused. People listening, Core 97900X. With remember, I'm running Cinebench at the same time. Score is two zero seven and oh wait, no, that's backwards. Core i nine seventy nine hundred X. The Blender uh, encode, which is lower is better, two hundred and seven seconds, and with Threadripper, it's one sixty seven. So we're getting a nice little. And remember, we're running these at the same time. Going over to Cinebench, longer is better. Ten core Skylake X down here, one eighty four, and 1950x up here 269 i mean that's just that's just nice isn't it that's just and we are doing two heavily uh, multi-threaded tasks simultaneously and you know more cores get you more so sweet all right love it so single thread now all right single thread let's do single threaded stuff <laughs> brad will finally get what he wants he gets all right so we're, we're gonna start this we're gonna start I want this. gaming but i figured that's after single thread. <laughs> all right so let's do cinebench so I got this up on the screen now. We're in drawing mode, I guess. Well, let's pick a let's pick a red, right? Although, what is AMD's official color? Was, I'm confused. I, I thought you said it was green for the CPU. See, like side. for old timers like me, it's green, right? Blue is Intel, of course, except for that um, orange painting four phase, but definitely green. But okay, single threaded task. So this is where I took Cinebench. Let's get that to go away. It's not going away, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. At the top of the chart for audio listeners, if you're watching, you can see, look at that, Skylake X, Core i9-7900X, 10 core with a score of 188. And this is the impressive thing about 
um, Core i9, that first 10-core Skylake X part, as much as people want to bag on it, look at that. Single-threaded performance, it is the same performance as a Core i7-7700K, right? 188. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's 10 cores clocking up there with a KB Lake part, quad-core. That is impressive. As much as people want to bag on it, you are really getting fantastic, you know, high clocks, really good IPC out of Skylake X, out of Core i9. So that re- that's really where it shines here. Number three on this list is the $230 Core i5-7600K. So if you're Ooh. running single-threaded tests, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, wait. Um, so where does Threadripper fall? We're looking at 168. Oh, yeah, losers, so, losers. Like number six on your chart. Number yeah. six on the chart. It's uh, basically, where's my Ryzen 7 part? I'll say Ryzen 7 is down here. 158. That is a, a somewhat older score, but I don't think it's changed that much. And Threadripper, 168. So there are some improvements in Threadripper, slightly. You know, you're probably getting a little higher clocks. But, yeah, you're not going to win any... Um, uh, Single threaded, ta- uh, single threaded, you know, contest. But I, at the same time, it's not too bad. One sixty eight from you know in IP in 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 single clocks. Man, I am just tired. <laughs> that is basically about the equivalent of what we're getting out of a Core i seven sixty nine hundred K, and just a little bit off of what the Broadwell E was getting the Core i seven sixty nine fifty X. So not bad. So that is you know again, it's not it's not embarrassing. It's not horrible. It is not this, FX fanboys. It is not an FX 83.7 Bashir with a 91, right? That is just... It's yeah. not on a 100-point scale. That is not That is not great performance there. So, But it has eight cores. But it has eight cores, yes. So let's... Do you want... Right. Ouch, Brad. So let's... Uh, what's another single-threaded test? We're going to do one more single-threaded test. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? Let's do uh, Pavre, right? Uh, Pavre's. Is that good? Okay, this is Pavre again, but we are running the the uh, single thread test. Um, this lets the CPU for people who don't know uh, run at higher clock speeds. Uh, most of these chips, you run a single threaded test, it will run at its highest clock speed setting. At the very top, make that full screen. Oh, full screen. There we go. Boom, bam. The top KB Lake. Core i7, 7700K. Yes, everyone mocked it. Everyone did. I always like to remind people of that. Remember that? Oh, why did Intel even make a KB Lake CPU? It's just Sky Lake. Well, 481, right? Uh, <laughs> pixels per second. 481, I think that's 1,000. I forget it. I forget the scale is 481,000 or 481 million, but it is right there at the very top. Number two, Core i9-7900X, 466. Again, that is very respectable. As much as people want to talk some smack, 7900X does give you those high clocks at, at low thread loads, right? So mm-hmm. it's respectable. And again, hey, another pattern here. Number three, Core i5-7600K, 230 bucks, 443. From there, we keep going down, down, down. Threadripper, 399. You know... Again, not it's not gonna not gonna win anything. It does. It, it's just you know that KB that KB Lake part is I, for this. It's probably running it at four point five gigahertz. I think, which is the turbo, the top turbo bin on a single threaded task. So it's it's cooking. Mm-hmm. And Threadripper, even on single threaded, that yeah, it's not bad, not embarrassing. Again, embarrassing is two hundred and forty out of the FX eighty three seventy. If I added an atom here, it would look it would feel better. But come on. 
that's just not. it sounds to me it seems to me an awful lot like what you would say for like ryzen 7 or whatnot at this point it if you need the extra cores it really kicks ass but if you need pure single threaded performance intel might be better is it wishy-washy like that? I okay. Uh, do we want to do gaming and then I'm going to sum that up at the sure. end? I like that chart. Sure. Again. Or Sorry, let's I'm just, jumping or, ahead. We're going to do a couple <laughs> gaming things. Uh, I feel like the gaming thing will kind of show your point. Brian. So yeah. Sure. So actually, let's do gaming. Yeah, Gordon, I bought this really expensive chip to play games. Yeah, so I yeah I bought some gaming. I'm buying a 1950X so I can play Counter Strike uh, Global <laughs> and not stream it. <laughs> and not stream it just by myself. That's why I'm there. You know, the thing is, there are all those frames. Who people who do that. Let's start this off with 3D Mark. Everyone loves 3D Mark. This is Fire Strike. Boom. Uh, one thing I didn't explain, which we're going to talk about now, is the the game mode. So one one thing AMD did, because remember, Third Ripper is just basically two Ryzen sevens inside the same CPU connected with you know Infinity Fabric. There's definitely a lot of latency as you go from you know from chip to chip because you have. Two four cores connected with the CCX, and then those now connect to a second die. With so they said this this could hurt us in something. So you know, uh, and since not enough, not it's not going to be a deal breaker to hurt us. But some people don't want that. So we're gonna we've created a mode. You go to Ryzen Master Utility. You click on Game Mode, and what it does is it tells Windows, okay, ignore the second die. So run everything on that first eight core die, and also. We switch from from local mode memory, which treats all of the, the memory in the in the system as as the same. So it's not like it's going to favor you know one of these dims and and not favor this dim. That also uh, costs a latency. Uh, what they also do is they say uh, one, ignore that second die, and two, only use the memory controller on the first die. So they really that's super interesting, actually, that's super interesting. And, oh, you know, I probably should not have started off with this. I let me pull up this. Just let's just. okay. this is not. That's a really clever way to get around some of the not flaws, but design quirks of the way this chip's built. Do I have that? Where is it? Okay, I am really. okay. here we go. So here's latency. I'm just I'm just going to pull this up. On this chart, we see the differences. So by default. The Ryzen Threadripper is in. Oh, we need the we need the the chart up on there, Adam. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. There we go. He is just what he's, Adam's checking his Facebook feed. Well, well, huh? He's still, he's bored by the charts. <laughs> this is what people want, man. Look, so, so this is creation mode. So by default, Threadripper out of the box will ship in all the cores. Windows will recognize all the cores, all the memory, the greatest memory bandwidth. Blah blah blah. This is what you get. So the latency in that mode using Sysoft Sandra 2017 SP1. Let's switch over to drawing mode. 74.4 uh, nanoseconds, right? That's that's your default. That's what you're going to get on a, a Threadripper. So AMD says, hey, some games really, really like lower latency. We, we switch over to game mode and we now get 55 nanoseconds, right? So you can very nice. That's a That's a very decent drop in latency there. But the problem with that... What's the problem with that, Gordon? You know, I, I feel like almost like a college professor. The problem with that, Mueller, <laughs> is you give up your memory bandwidth, right? So look. So here we go. Oh, we're drawing. It's still drawing now. Ooh. 1950X, default, out of the box. I was hitting 62 gigs a second. Quad channel mode, right? You could get over to game mode, and we're looking at 36 
gigabytes per second. So, you know, hey, you're, tr you're basically not using that second memory controller. You cut your memory bandwidth in half. Um, but so with the real lesson, though, is you want to experiment. And I'm going to run over some of these. Can I just do this? No, yes. that doesn't. A programmer on YouTube asks, can it run Crisis? It can. <laughs> you can run Crisis on integrated graphics. That is a crazy thing. So let's, we're going to go through a couple quick games. Let's start off with Tomb Raider Ultimate. I don't know why. No, wait. Let's do Rainbow Six. Okay. They could probably run Crisis while running Crisis on a virtual machine with all those cores. I was just going to say, I was like, you can run Crisis. You can emulate, you can emulate Android, and then you can run Crisis. Emulate, no. <laughs> so here is Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Siege. We're running at 19 by 10. Medium quality. And look every time. Over quick, uh, Elopez five eighty is asking about the uh, the game mode. Uh, do you still have full access uh, to the RAM capacity? Yes, you do, but at a lower uh, performance. Is if I I did not test that, but that was the guidance from AMD. It's like yeah, it's like in fact the dies are not turned off. That second CPU is there. It's not like they turn it off in the BIOS. You do have to reboot. You can go to game mode or creative mode. You switch. You got to reboot. But what they've done is they've told Windows just ignore the second the second die. So. It, okay. it is on. It's not actually off. And so the, they did that so you can actually access the second. Because you can actually, it's, the default game mode lets you set it to um, uh, uh, NUMA mode, you know, uh, so, so that it is to lower latency and then also selects the the eight cores, a single die. But you can actually say, hey, I, I want it to run with in, in a NUMA mode instead of local mode for memory for the lower latency, but I want all of the, the, the cores recognized by Windows. So there's some things you can really mess with here. Uh, in actual gaming, this is not a surprise. It's interesting. I, I read some of the, the reactions from Reddit this morning. I, people were surprisingly a little disappointed. I don't know why. So my result here, uh, the top end part is, hey, uh, Core i7-6950X. Yeah, 6950X Bridewell E. It is not the 7900x skylake part uh there's a little uh seven, skylake x is actually a little bit lower in performance probably from that that mesh network they're using now yep top end we're looking at again medium uh rainbow six siege 19 by 10 medium this is of course what everybody says you would never run at because why would i run that well 274 frames a second out of a broadwell e part kb lake uh 7700k 270 hey not bad right so uh, so Threadripper is what you want to know about. 1950X, 248. So, you know, 274 versus 248. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much was kind of like uh, when Ryzen first came out and everybody's like, why? It's not, again, it's not a deal breaker, but you're like, why is it slower, right? I want it to be the same speed and blah, blah, blah. Better than your Xbox. Better than your Xbox. Oh. A lot of disappointment there. The interesting there. part to me is the game mode being higher. Yeah, so, you know, in... In uh, Rainbow Six Siege with game mode 19 by 10 medium, we go from 248 with game mode on up to 261. So, yeah. Does it does game mode make a Threadripper 1950X faster than a KB Lake or a Skylake X or Broadwell E part? In mo you know, games at low resolution? No, it, it does not. I, I haven't found it. Maybe somebody has out there, but, you know, some things it gets close. A lot of things it just gets it close enough it doesn't matter. I'd argue this is not a huge deal but look at that game mode 248 to 261 that is you know that's nice right that's really nice i mean it nice works bump. right 
So, and I will say I saw that in a bunch of other games, which I, you know, I'm not going to show off all the charts here, but it well, really does give you a I nice think, performance I think boost. Something to keep in mind with these is I agree we should test them at the lower resolution so you can see true CPU performance and take it off the GPU. But I agree with the thought that if you buy a $1,000 CPU, you're probably going to have a GTX 1080 and run it in at 1440 or 4K. So you'll probably notice it much less if you're having a high-end GPU running at a high resolution because the load would move more towards the GPU than the CPU. So I think in realistic use case scenarios, the gap would be much lower than what you see here. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I could show off a chart. If, and, uh, actually, let me show that off. We were going to... Let me. I will demonstrate that for people watching the stream. This uh, is yes. Uh, Sandland on uh, YouTube's asking, "Do you have any Overwatch or uh, Player Unknown Battleground charts?" I don't, but it will. I'm going to guess uh, it's going to look like this one. This is Tomb Raider Ultimate, <laughs> 19 by 10. Uh, this is a 1080. All of these machines are running 1080 parts, and you could see very top end again. Whoa! Look at that. See, and everybody. Talk smack about the one thousand seven hundred twenty-three dollars Intel one for that Core i seven six hundred fifty X, but it is the fastest CPU here again. Look, one eighty-six, hundred eighty-six frames a second in Tomb Raider Ultimate, right? So, you know, as you get up, even in Tomb Raider Ultimate, you get up to higher game settings, it turns into pretty much a, a, the GPU is the, the bottleneck. Um, and for Overwatch, for Player Underground, I'm, unless it's just horribly unoptimized, yeah, I'm gonna guess these are this. This is not. These are not. It's not Battlefield Five, right? You're not really pushing the graphics card that hard. Pretty mainstream. Uh, one thing I will say about like looking at charts like this, I, I do agree. We all run at you know at high quality settings at higher resolutions, but if I were to look at this chart as a consumer. And I say, well, I'm not buying this $1,700 Broadway Lee. $1,000 for a Threadripper? Look at this. I can get the same performance of an FX8370 that I could get out of the vending machine now. So what do I need? 10-core, 16-core? No, forget it. I'm going to go out and get an FX8370. Look, it's, it's, it's so close. 186 versus one. Look at that. That's... And so that's, I, that's, I, and that is one fallacy. I think of sort of like, well, let's let's not let's let's ignore the the higher, the low resolution stuff. As Brad, that is yes. Brad's point, which which I yes. agree with totally. It's uh, hold hold up real quick. Uh, Mike Bob on uh, YouTube saying you keep shilling Intel. This is actually pathetic. You guys are like Hillary supporters. <laughs> what do you do? You, do you wow, wanna... there's just so much in that one statement. I'm just like I'm just yeah. thinking that's like, uh, that's just, I'm just thinking like the the. That's like the the judo there, the, to to somehow say we're saying Intel's better, even though we just showed Threadripper just kicking the crap out of a Skylake X. Yeah, but you're I only mean, you're only showing one game, according to uh to Mike. You know, you're not. Really... Oh, well, I could also show. Uh, what else should I show? Do I have the chart here? I may not actually have the chart. Uh, I have, I do have uh, Ashes of the Singularity Escalation, which. I, I actually, got, I got to admit, I, I talked to AMD about this. I was like, what is going on here? I have not figured it out, but look, check this out. Uh, Skylake X, and I don't have this for, because there's a newer version of the game, and um, I did not, I could not get, you know, 10 different builds. But Skylake X 7900X uh, running DDR4 2666 and 1080, same graphics drivers, 50.4 frames a second. Uh, default Threadripper 1950X, 41 frames a second. So 
Yeah, I mean, that, that was actually lower than I expected. I really thought, especially because I do the crazy, I, so this is 19 by 10, crazy def, the crazy uh, setting in the game, and also CPU focused. I got to say, I was, I was kind of surprised because, um, one, Ashes of the Singularity, they, the Oxide, they, are, they totally jumped on board uh, optimizing for Ryzen at the beginning. It's actually one of the things that sort of made me decide, you know what, this really is, it's just optimization. The reason why Ryzen was slower, it's just optimization. This, though, I, I can't explain it. I, it's a little weird. I mean, I sort of chalk it up like, eh, you know, this, for the most part, most of the games I ran, Threadripper, and look at that, 40, look, we go from 41 to 45 by kicking into game mode. It's, again, it's still very close. So, um, I, I, I really expect most of the games, again, neck and neck for the most part. This game, it was worse. You know, and I, I got to say, there are some things, you know, I'm not only going to talk about how great uh, Threadripper is. Again, it just kicks ass in all the multi but look, check out, check out this WinRAR. Let's look at this yeah. WinRAR result. Well, I think it's important to keep in mind, too, that even if it is slower than Intel parts for gaming, you would not buy this chip as a gaming first use case, right? You would buy no. this chip if you need the 16 cores to get stuff done. And the results that we're seeing are totally fine for gaming. Yeah. So, I mean, it's worthwhile to keep that perspective. I think. Yeah. People. And I think that is the, that was, that perspective was lost with all the original Ryzen 7 stuff because it was such a puzzler. No one knew what was going on. So I think most people sort of keyed up on like, you know, something's going on. You need to be aware of this. I got to say, if you're building a gaming rig, any modern Ryzen, any modern core, you know, chip. And a fast fitted card, it, for the most part, doesn't matter. Even FX, you know, clearly in some games can can hang, but gaming is this is not a deal breaker. But you don't have to be first in everything. I mean, it would be great, but these are the thing is to be in the running. And for the most part, in all the game tests I did, Threadripper is in the running. It is it is right up there. I mean, there's some things it, where go ahead. And it's clearing away first in multi core applications. So. So if you're poison. spending a thousand dollars, then yeah. you're going to be fine for what you're going to be using. Yes, it for. yes, for what you're going to be using. For. And but just to show you, it wasn't all roses. This one's puzzler. I talked to AMD about it. They're like, we don't do great in that. They're looking into it. But check this out. This is WinRAR 5.40 built-in benchmark. Uh, it's basically they're testing, you know, compression, decryption, compression, decompression, performance, top end. Sixty nine fifty. See, it was worth it. That you're sitting there. I'm like, yeah, it was worth my seventeen hundred and twenty three bucks. It's like because you're getting the highest score. Look at that, twenty seven thousand forty six. Sorry, I wrote over that. Boom. But and here's the puzzler. Third Ripper is down here. Like when I ran this and I got twelve thousand one hundred and sixty five versus twenty seven thousand out of a Broadwell E. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Did I, I was like, well, I must have run this in single threaded mode by accident. I did not. So uh, I say, it wasn't in game mode. Am I running? No, it was not. It's just something about WinRAR just does not like Threadripper. I mean, look at this. The score out of this Threadripper, 16 cores versus a, a, a quad core KB Lake is, you know, it's almost as fast as a quad core KB Lake. The Ryzen 7 1800X also is, you know, not doing great either. So I, I got to wonder, it's just something with the architecture of uh, Third Ripper that WinRAR doesn't like. And it's possible because, look, again, 6950X Bridewell E, 27,000. Core i9, 7900X, 
Both of them 10 core parts, 23,000. When I did my Core i9 review, I went to Intel and says, what the hell's going on? Why is, why, is, why, is, why is Skylake X getting its ass kicked by Broadwell E? They're like, we looked into it. It's, it's probably due to the mesh architecture that they did. So on Broadwell E, when they connected all of those 10 cores, they used a ring bus. So as Intel says, we need to put more and more cores on here. We're going to go to a mesh network. Hey, mesh network kind of sounds a lot like Infinity Fabric, right? A high-speed fabric that connects a lot of different things together. It's actually possible there's something with WinRAR that just does not like this, these fabric um, designs because it also penalized Skylake X as much as it's uh, penalized Threadripper almost. I mean, all this, this is pretty extreme. So... You know, again, as much as I showed all those other, I want to show this because all the other benchmarks I showed, it, it kicks butt. But uh, we got some people in the, the chat asking about uh, seven zip because th there's a, a big, you know, pe <laughs> uh, th this is very de decisive uh, who uses Winmore and who uses seven zip. Well, interestingly, I do have a seven zip result here. So, oh, sweet, um, more charts. It's more charts, which is like, <laughs> so yeah. So the answer, of course, I'm I, I'm surprised AMD didn't say this. Like, who uses WinRAR? Just use seven zip because <laughs> you fire up seven zip, nine point two zero internal benchmark and Threadripper. Look at this, sitting pretty up at the top here. Look at that. Look at that score. Sixty eight thousand eight hundred ninety four. Next thing down, Broadwell E, fifty seven thousand. Uh, seventy nine hundred X, uh, seventy nine hundred X Skylake X, fifty six thousand. It's just look at that. It's just kicking all kinds of yeah, butt. See that that, that so, seems so. to scale better. Yeah. So yeah. this is what I expected out of Winrar, but again, I just kind of wonder if you know that it's something with the mesh network design of you know Skylake X, Infinity Fabric, and Threadripper that just Winrar doesn't like or whatever compiler they're using. You know, again, not a deal breaker, but you know there are some things you're just like, huh? Why is it not running great? There. You're going to run into that situation as you do stuff. So, But what's the bottom line, Gordon? Okay, here's the bottom, line. The bottom, bottom line. line. Brad is like, stop with the charts. <laughs> stop with the charts. I can't see them. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a, So this is the one I, I love. One more. One this more. This is the very last one, I promise. Oh, no. This is the very last damn oh. chart. So <laughs> can I draw on this? You can. Also for audio listeners and... Brad, um, this is a pretty cool looking chart, actually. So if you can't see it now, I would actually go to Gordon's yeah, view and actually take a look because it really does tell a really good visual story when at a glance. Well, let me see if I can get to a little finer tip here. Let's because this is like way too big. So okay, <laughs> all right, there we go. So uh, for audio listeners, I'm explaining. I took Cinebench R15 dot. 038 and there's an option to limit the amount of threads it runs at these are repeated runs so it is a little different the score you know so there are some it does cast a little bit so they're not exactly the same as you know running it three times doing a reboot kind of stuff but i just wanted to see what we get so i ran it all the way from one thread to two threads to eight threads all the way up to 32 threads so manually saying use 15 threads use 24 threads i ran them both on a 7900x and i ran them on the third 1950x and i really like this because it sort of illustrates your how you should buy these things and how you should approach it so down at single thread you know one two three four no surprise you look down here Intel clearly ahead, right? There's you're looking 168 versus 195. Hey, can I even zoom in on this? Oh, wait. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let me. Can I? Oh, look at this. Oh, the magic of OS 10 and the Macintosh. So look, we're zoomed in here. Look, look at it. So we're going to zoom in to. Can I go? Yeah. Say look. 
168 versus 195, right? So, hey, yeah. <laughs> no surprise. Skylake X all over all over a Threadripper. Two threads, 365 through 29. And pretty much that pattern goes, like, we're up to, like, uh, eight threads. Hey, Skylake X, 1324. Threadripper, eight threads. You know, 1177, right? So Skylake X is in charge. You cannot argue with that. It's like all those, look at that, that all those loads down there, it, they are like, whoa, that's, no, oh, I can't draw because I don't have the mode on. But so, but as you get up to about what, 12 threads, 13 threads, we're kind of equaling out here, right at 12 threads. In fact, Threadripper is a little bit faster. It's really a tie, 1705 for Skylake X versus 1733 for Threadripper. So you sort of, Intel's curve, let's see if we can, can we draw here? Let's try to, I don't know. Okay, we'll go back here. Uh, real quick, uh, Moron Soldier saying, uh, in this chart uh, about uh, the scaling, since the i9-7900X is only 10 core, 20 threads, uh, what other CPU did you use for your testings uh, to go up to the 32 threads? So what I did was I, so again, so look, check this chart out. So look, let me, I was, we only used two. We used the 7900X, 10 core versus Threadripper 16 core. Both of them have, you know, SMT, Intel causes hyper threading, and AMD has. But look, again, Intel right here. Let's follow this curve. This, we flatten out right at about 18, 19 threads. No surprise, because it runs out of steam once you run out of cores. Threadripper, though? So let's draw this. Look at this. You keep going. Right. So the way I sort of see this is, damn, I do feel like a college professor. Mueller, <laughs> if you are running your life, if you live like, hey, I, I don't have all these threads. I really run a lot of really, you know, um, games, a lot of things that don't need that thread count. You know what? You are going to get more from Core i9, 10 core. Right. So if you down, if you're down here, you're playing a lot of games, you're doing a lot of Photoshop, maybe you do a few things that gets multi-threaded. Hey, that's awesome. You're getting actually a little more performance, definitely more. But if you are doing rendering, encoding, all kinds of that heavy-duty stuff, this is where Threadripper just smashes the hell out of Core i9. I mean, look at this. There's just so much. All this. <laughs> fill I have a question, in. though. If you're living down here yes. in that like one to eight thread range do you even really need a 7900x at that point? yeah so i mean that's so that is i agree with you and that is that is one of the things that i think um is a real big problem for core 9 x is if you really if you're really a video editor like adam if you're doing you know a lot of blender a lot of 3d stuff a lot of effects stuff where you need as many cores as you get yeah, are you really going to pick a CPU that only gives you, you know, 10, 10 cores and just runs out of steam as you really load it up? Or for the exact same price, and that is the problem for Core i9-7900X, are you going to give up? Look at this. You're going to get all this right here. You're giving up this entire top of that <laughs> just, you know, for what? For this? Maybe for some people... That's the right thing to do, you know. Um, Who would those people be? I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're a game streamer, because you are getting high clock speeds, high IPC, and you really don't need 32 threads for what a lot of, you know, unless you're getting extreme. But, you know, for a lot of people, yeah, you want, let me just clear this because well, it just looks like so a So for somebody here. who's more gaming first, but also doing a few, some other things in the background, like a streamer. 
spent mm-hmm. lives like who's primarily going to live you know? down here, but still needs those extra cores so that it doesn't actually perfect, uh, affect game performance while they're actually playing. Yeah, well, I don't test, know. testing has shown that like the Ryzen seven chips outshine Intel 7700K if you're gaming and streaming, hmm. like it drops less frames or whatnot. So I would think that this would like the Intel chips would do really well for that because you still get that gaming performance like the 7900X, but you get those extra cores too. Mm. So that so, would be that right. very specific use case then. Yeah, but but if you're like streaming to several sources and like recording it locally, you would want the more cores, in which case Threadripper would be better. So, right. so when well, you're dealing with chips this expensive, it's all what's your niche, niche case. So, well, We got a question that uh, Chan's been trying to, to fit in here for a little bit. Uh, does AMD use Zeppelin die so that they can create CPUs uh, having more than 16 cores to compete with Intel's 18 cores? Wait, so... He's asking, do, do they use a Zeppelin die to, to scale to more cores? In this one, yeah, I mean it's two it's two eight core dies, right? So well there are two four core CCXs two four core complexes connected with the Infinity Fabric connected to a second die. So yeah. So um, they they could scale. Uh you mean them to thirty two could they could yeah. AMD say, Hey, yeah, bam, here's thirty two cores for consumers. I suppose. I'm not sure that um the infrastructure is there for it. <laughs> um also, you know, What's the use case? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem. And I got to say that, I mean, Threadripper kind of messes things up for people for a long time in a way because, you know, we, holy smokes, look, four years ago, $1,000 got you a six core CPU, an Iverbridge E, right? And that was like, that was at like six cores. And that was like, that was a big deal because it was two more than four cores. <laughs> and then it was like, then we get Haswell E, what, a couple of years later, a year later, you get, oh, eight cores. Ooh, okay, hey, that, that was not bad. And then so like Intel's been like, okay, we're going to give you more cores. You know, we're going to give you six, then eight, then 10. AMD's like, bam, we're just going to rush up to 16. <laughs> so, I mean, Intel's going to react. They're going to, obviously they have, they have an 18 core CPU now. So what's AMD going to like, really, they're really going to go to 24 or 32 and then like, I like you, they, they basically hit that diminishing returns really fast. I, I just don't, I love CPU cores. I can't see what a consumer would need a 32 core CPU for. Even like, even these things are like, yeah, you're, you're kind of stretching a 16 core is awesome. But do I need more than that? I, I don't know. Where do you go from here? Where do you well, go from here? You know, I think it's kind of like Ryzen. What they did as well is that uh, not only did it, you know, add more cores, uh, you know, and get that kind of uh, in the public consciousness. Uh, it's also pushing down the price, right? Yes. I mean, you know, you're comparing it to a 10 core that's, that's you know. A thousand bucks. Yeah. So, you know, like they're, they're saying, hey, you know, let's, let's add more cores, but let's also cut down the price. Because, I mean, really, in, Intel's, they've been way, way too way too up there <laughs> for yeah. their course no i mean that's why everybody applauds amd right because this is i mean they have democratized core counts i mean forever you just like 66 core cpu man you're special whoa yeah see a six core sandy bridge e Woo. you know but now it's like <laughs> six cores i got that in a ryzen 5 for 80 dollars of course not 80 dollars <laughs> but it's like you were gonna be there right who knows two years from now six core cpu could be 80 bucks right so I uh, got another good question from uh, SBW on YouTube. Uh, if he enables gaming mode, uh, will it also cut the PCIe lanes in half? Uh, it does not, because again, remember, 
both of those dies are hot. Both of the member controls are hot. Both, in fact, both dies are still turned on. Windows doesn't recognize one of them. But what you do is you switch uh, from, you know, local mode to distributed mode or I think, you know, basically NUMA mode, right? So um, everything works. You can access all the memory. All the PCIe lanes are on. This is not KB Lake X. So that'd be kind of cool, though, right? They have a KB Lake X mode. Turns off half your PCIe. But... <laughs> Just kidding. Just, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's the other thing, too, right? Let's, let's just... AMD has democratized PCIe. In a mm-hmm. way. It's like... I just like... I mean, I, understand, I I guess. I mean, like, forever, right? All the way from forever, the 16, right? It's been 16 PCIe lanes. Sandy Bridge. Uh, when did they first... When did they first... Sandy Bridge is when they first moved PCIe in? Or was it Clarkdale? I forget. Arendelle. I, I don't remember, but... It was a while ago. It was a while ago, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, 16, right? That's it. 16, no more. Right? That's it. And, and then... You're right. like, well, you want more? You got to pay for it. You know, forty lanes PCIe. You need to, and then now of course, just, now it's just sixty-four. Like, sixty-four. Here you go. Yeah, and then that, and that's the whole thing. So there's three chips, right? You got Ryzen nineteen fifty X. You got Ryzen uh, nineteen hundred, the twelve core. Nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty X, and then you have nineteen hundred X, which is the eight core version. With you know, basically, you get eight cores. A lot of people saying, well, why the hell would I buy that? Why don't you just buy Ryzen seven? I don't want to buy a four hundred dollar motherboard. But they're like, it makes a lot of sense. You get 64 PCIe lanes, you're getting quad channel uh, memory control. So quad channel memory controller. So that that to me is nice. It's like uh, the message for Ryzen 7, uh, Ryzen Threadripper 1900X is like it's a Ryzen 7, but for people who want a beefy system. So Uh, as a random side note, uh, KT Cool is asking uh, when we'll eat the paper for the uh, Threadripper price guessing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So who was? Uh, Brad was right. I, I was right on Vega pricing, though. <laughs> but I don't think we. Yeah. So we are going to we will do a day of reckoning one day for all we, of the can we, guesses. Can like, cook the paper with something? I was thinking about making a burrito or something. I don't want to eat ash. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot easier stomach. Just drizzle it in some olive oil. We can yeah. blend it. We'll put it in. I don't know. <laughs> we think, will. Uh, there we, will we, go ahead. When we do that episode and we end up eating all the paper and then we transition into making our predictions for next year, I have a feeling that all that paper will make us more hesitant for the second edition yeah, of that. Yeah, true. He's, no. got a, he's got a point there. Because, yeah, I, I was thinking we wait until the next prediction episode. You know, it's like, hey, Dave Reckoning, but then also we, oh, that is we transition We should into make the, it a special thing on him. We'll bring but, food. We'll bring catered food in, which means we go to the vending machine. And then... Uh, <laughs> I just get a, a hot dog bun. You just shove it in a hot dog bun and just eat it real quick. That could work. Maybe dip it in water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like... Will just start to disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Any other? Uh, so, I burned a lot of time on Threadripper. Are, is there anything else? I got game mode. We're talking about performance. You're talk about memory stuff. Oh, and and people are also asking about uh, heat. Oh, heat. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Again, I was running a, a Flow Ring 360, so I had absolutely no thermal issues. You know, honestly, I wasn't paying attention to the thermals because it wasn't throttling, but. Um, I did look at power. I didn't do, uh, I didn't try to strip everything down again. There, there wasn't much time to do this. I didn't strip everything down and use the same components, but, uh, Threadripper definitely idles on the board. The Zenith, uh, extreme rog, the Zenith extreme does idle at a little higher. I wouldn't say it was a deal breaker versus 7900X running, uh, you know, an, an all, an all uh, CPU encode or something, or an all core uh, Cinebench, you might be looking at. It was like 280 on 7900X, and it might have been 60 more watts on Threadripper. 
So, you know, honestly, not a lot of power. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, <laughs> 350 watts is probably a lot of power to some people, but it wasn't a, bi- a big deal breaker to me. So, and it's not, you know, again, my 7900X just running, running a standard, you know, Corsair cooler. It is not, it has this reputation of running like a, a fusion reactor, but it wasn't so bad for me. So. 250 watts idle the 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 skylake x part would idle again these are not exact i didn't have the same power supply in both of those um and so one of them had more fans but you know generally the skylake x is idle like you know 80 90 watts and the the maybe 60 and threadripper might be 120 or something like that it wasn't it was like maybe 50 watts more in total most of the time you were gonna talk about memory speeds earlier weren't you i don't remember yeah, and also that uh, all that that awesome glue in the middle. An awesome glue. Yeah, yeah. the infinity fact. Actually, <laughs> somebody asked box. a question earlier. I'm sorry, I totally forgot uh, uh, who was asking it. But uh, is is mesh networking the the next core war? Uh, you know, who can get their their mesh architecture better? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's improvements to be made or just simply people got to deal with it. More you know, glue. It'll just be more CPUs, right? So. Um, 18 cores. I don't think Intel's going to change it. That's something they've invested heavily in for, for um, it's uh, for Xeon. So, and they sort of need it as they get to these super high core counts. So it's not going to go away. Probably, the world will just have to deal with it. Okay, it is 10:26. So we are oh, rapidly running out of time. Yeah. We need to get on other topics. All right, all right, let's 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 hit another topic. Wait, did anybody actually bring the the details? Hopefully, Brad did because I <laughs> forgot to actually print out or. No, he didn't. He's looking at me like, "That's oh, your job." <laughs> I have, I have it right here on my screen, though. All right, he's got yeah. it. So, Threadripper came out today, earlier this week. Intel released the final details for the rest of its Intel Core i9 series, which is their super high core count chips. Came out earlier this week. Uh, so these are we already knew the 12 core and under. So these are basically the 14 core and up. They released all the details for them. Uh, and the base clock speeds are pretty low. Uh, the 7940X, which is the 14-core 28-thread part, is 3.1 gigahertz, which isn't bad, I guess. The 7960X, which is the 16-core 32-thread part, identical to the top-end Threadripper, its base clock speed is 2.8 gigahertz, and its 18-core chip, uh, the 7980XE, I'm not sure what the E stands for, uh, is 2.6 gig base. So, you know, pretty conservative base clock speeds on these. Um, but they turbo clock pretty high. All of these turbo to 4.2 to 4.3 gigahertz. So depending on what you're doing, it can get going pretty fast, but the base clock is pretty conservative. Um, and they all still stick to 44 PCIe Express lanes. People were thinking maybe they'll, you know, up the PCIe count on the uh, higher end chips to try to compete with Dead Ripper. They didn't. Still 44. Uh, TDP on all the higher ones are 165 watts with the, yeah, all the higher ones are 165 watts compared to 140 watt TDP for the 12 core and 10 core chip that we already knew about. Hmm. Uh, and the so prices. now we know everything. We know all the spec details at this point about core I nine. Uh, the 12 core one, I believe has come in later this month. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. Right? Uh, I'm sure it'll come just in time to wreck my life, so. <laughs> <laughs> Such optimism. You don't need sleep. Just, yeah. And the rest of them are, uh, they originally said October, but they pulled it into September 25th. Yeah. 
So they're ready in their Threadripper response. Any thoughts on that? What do you think about the uh, uh, core speeds? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we, you know, we, a few po- uh, podcasts ago, we actually found, we actually broke news of the those base clocks of the 12 core part. And I think I was like, man, that looks, that looks dismal. But, you know, in hindsight, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's, I know, of course, if you look at those base clock speeds and you go like, oh man, this is going to suck. But, um, for the most part, because my point of reference is, uh, Core i9 7900X as well as Bridewell E. Uh, you know, the base clocks are actually very conservative on both of those. The base clock in that 7900X is uh, 3300, right? 3.3 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. Damn- as well, E, I think, was five, uh, three, pardon me. Yeah, but I will say on uh, the 7900X parts, even though it has a 3.3 gigahertz base clock, and, and you think, like, man, that's just terrible. Because um, going back to Sandy Bridge E, a lot of those base clocks, it would run at that base clock quickly. 7900X, you you crank up a workload on that, all threads, you run it for 20 minutes. It'll run all of it at 4 gigahertz for the most part. Even though the base clock is very conservative at 3300, it is almost all the time running at super high clock speeds. So um, I don't, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with it, but at the same time, that a 10 core chip, is different than an 18 core chip and 140 yep. watt TDP part is different than 165 watts. If they really can't hold those clocks up at a high enough speed, then yeah, 2.6 gigahertz base clock is like, Ooh, that could be painful, but it very much depends on what Intel thinks they can safely hit all the time. And basically what they tell the board vendors to set it for. Right. Cause they say like, look, this chip will hold this with this much power. So do that. Um, um, it's going to depend. We'll have to see. We'll have to actually see the part to see if it can actually do it. And the E does stand for Extreme Edition, Brad. Extreme. No. So what's what's just the X? Is it just Extreme, not an Edition? It's just an X. Because the rest of them just have an it's X. It's Extreme without the E. It's just an X. Extreme. It's not as Extreme. <laughs> I think it actually used to stand for Extreme, but on this series of chips, this is a Core X series. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very different. So E is E is the only true extreme part, although they're all unlocked. Extreme parts used to be the only unlocked kind of high end parts, but I don't know. You know, it's a different world we live in now. So nice. Uh, I, I so I got to say, like performance. So now we've seen sixteen core Threadripper. I haven't seen twelve core tests that I've run myself, but I have seen AMD's own results. I I got to say, I think uh, the fourteen core to sixteen core, the sixteen core, I think. Stands a good chance to be faster if they can hold those clocks. It, it could be faster than a 1950X part. 14 actually could be very competitive with it because you get those the low the low thread count high clocks. And also, you know, 14 cores, they're a little more efficient. Maybe they hold higher clocks. It could be even. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 18 core part will probably be when it comes out, frankly. If, you know, we don't know, I'm not saying it, but it could very well be the fastest thing there is. Um, yep. but it's twice as much, right? That's kind of the problem, yep. right? It's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, am I going to take my 16 core Threadripper and a 1080 Ti and 32 gigs of RAM, or do I just want a CPU with two, you know, four more, two more cores, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a tough one. The price is big in general. Uh, the 16 core part from Intel is $1,700, I believe. Yeah, yeah $1,700. Yeah. Yes. So, same amount of cores as Threadripper, seven hundred more dollars, so seventy percent more. I've already t- 
been talking to some professional streamers and they decided to go with Threadripper mm. because it works well enough for what they do. Right. And is $700 cheaper. So, yeah, I mean, that's a whole motherboard and a decent sized SSD or it's a, you know, the top end consumer gaming graphics card. It's just so many things you can do with it. Right. I That's it's a good chunk of change. And sorry. I, but I, that said, if you're doing like pro rendering or something, if it does wind up being faster with the same amount of threads for Intel parts, I mean, that's worthwhile if it's your business, like if you're doing video rendering or whatnot. But we'll know more about that when the reviews come out. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, the price, the Intel's problem is I don't think it's not like they're not. It's not like Intel can't compete on performance. They probably can. I just everything indicates everything I've seen. Yeah, they have a good message on performance. They just don't have a good message on price. And it, I don't know. Are they going to do you think they would cut it? I mean, they. No, I mean, they've already said it for now. I don't think they're going to backtrack that anytime soon. Yeah. It's too soon for that. They don't tend to cut prices. What they set is what they set. It's, I mean, it sounds yeah. like another Silicon Valley company that starts with A. Uh, What's that? I don't know. You've got one of those. La- the com- no, yeah, computers right in front of you. Uh, I'm sorry. We got a couple people uh, kind of guessing on, on what the E and the X uh, stand for. Yeah. Uh, Ruru2 said the E stands for extra glue. <laughs> uh, Jelen, I don't know. Am I pronouncing it right? Who knows? Uh, X uh, E stands for extremely expensive. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, so you know where the? I will tell you where I think the X came from. This is just I'm just guessing here. I don't think they've ever officially said exactly like how they came up with the X. But so if you go all the way back to the Pentium Four, right? Pentium Four having a hard time fighting against you know AMD Athlon, so they're like, hey. Gordon, Pentium Extreme Edition version, which is basically they took a, I think it was a Gallatin. It was a, you know, they took a Xeon, they rebadged it into a Pentium. Here you go. Big ass cash. Actually competitive. Oh man. The Pentium Extreme Edition. It's awesome. The P. E-E, right? They're like, no, 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 no. It's, it is, it's not P-E-E. It's, it's like, yeah, because it's Pentium Extreme Edition. No, no, no. It's Pentium Extreme. It's X. Just drop the first E. Pentium X Extreme Edition. I'm going to go pick up So it's P. not P. E-E? No, no, Pentium Extreme. No, I'm not. And I'm not kidding, because this is a conversation I had with George Alves a long time ago. And he was probably like, God, God, are you dumb? There's no E. It's Extreme Edition. But this, it's spelled E. There's an E, but the X is capital. We're going to do Pentium Extreme Edition. P-E-E. <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. Also, we have a uh, another funny off-topic question, but yeah. related to your uh, Threadripper unboxing and installing video. Uh, where can I find it? I totally lost it. Uh, Moron Soldier was asking uh, if you still have your Hello Kitty bandage on, or did you rip it off? No, I ripped it <laughs> off. Hey, so here's I'm going to bring that up because I we don't have much time. I'm going to bring this up. So. I did that dead tired, like I was like three days of five hours sleep a night, right? I couldn't see anything because my vision had changed. I didn't realize it because I came back because after looking at a screen, a laptop screen for three days, I couldn't, I was blind. We didn't have instructions, no fault. You know, this is very early stuff. And clearly there were issues. I think as the, as they, as they, as they would say in the presidential administration, their mistakes were made. 
But I will say I have since seen an internal AMD video that they show the press. They're like, hey, dumbasses, this is how you install Threadripper. And I did it exactly the way that they did it in their video. So they actually say to torque uh, screw number one all the way down and then, then, then torque two and three. Instead of starting threads two and three, as Elena noticed, because she wasn't uh, as wasted as me. And she's smarter. Mm. So that's what Chad said. Actually, I just want to say that I just want to I just want to put that out there that somehow I actually did it the way AMD recommended. Wrong, even though it did not work. Wrong. So, all right. Any more Core i nine uh, details that we need to go over? Uh, no. I mean, they're coming. They're coming, right? So we'll see Look the twelve core part. I gotta say it's going to be competitive, and then we are going to see the others in halloween probably around halloween right i think all they're on they're on the roadmap for october so we'll see september 25th they moved it up oh they have oh, yep. i did not know september 25th oh boy oh, now you can't say october oh, surprise boy. dang it can be a busy freaking fall <laughs> yeah. you know what else is coming what intel's eighth edition chips oh, oh nice segue <laughs> whoa <laughs> yes so we're talking about threadripper and ryzen a bunch right uh but no, Threadripper and Core i9 a bunch. But that's not the only area where Intel has to battle these new chips from AMD. I mean, Ryzen 7 5 3 came out, and they're pretty competitive against the Core series of chips. So Intel's bringing out the next series, 8th Gen Core chips, uh, Coffee Lake. Uh, and they announced this week that they will be doing a live stream on August 21st, the same day as the, I guess it's called the Great American Eclipse. To Can't show... see it anywhere else. America. America. <laughs> yeah. And on that day, they're going to show performance. They're going to reveal the lineup. They're going to give you idea of performance for the next gen, eighth core, eighth gen core chips. They've said in the past it'll be up to 30% faster than today's KB Lake processors. Uh, we'll see about that. I mean, that's that's pretty aggressive. If it's true, that'd be great, but we'll have to see. Um, some of the other rumors about eighth gen are that... It's widely expected to introduce more core counts to the core series lineup. So, you know, maybe six core chips, maybe quad core, core i3s. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll know more on the 21st if you watch the live stream rather than the eclipse. <laughs> that to me, like just from a like a like I will actually be watching the eclipse because I'm actually going to Oregon with the rest of America, I think, at that time. But um, is that a mistake to launch your next generation uh, or next CPU or whatever it is uh, on a day where nobody will be paying attention to anything else except for the Eclipse? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get that part of it. You guys think that makes sense from a PR marketing point point of view, or? I mean, what time is the uh, event? I think it's actually pretty early for the West Coast, so maybe uh... maybe it won't coincide with it. Maybe it's like 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, 8 a.m. Right? Pacific, yeah. 11 Eastern. Yeah, that's so, pretty early. Yeah. And I think the eclipse is what, 10 ish or something. I yeah. don't remember. But so I, they're just going to like squeeze that in. And then, you know, everyone isn't the go. whole world going to be watching and reading and everything else about this thing, though. I mean, why to me, it just seems odd that they would do this. Uh, although I, I get the symbolism. I do get the symbolism. Right. They're saying whatever Threadripper rise in. Bam. Check this out. We're going to eclipse you. So are they the sun or are they the moon? I, I don't, but, but okay. It's weird. It's Every, very weird. Yeah. Everyone on chat <laughs> saying uh, that they're not a fan. So 
of the of the of actually the doing it that day. The timing, well, yeah, is, their, their their marketing efforts. Hmm. The timing, I, I gotta say, is 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 interesting. I mean, I won't be seeing it unless there's good internet there. So I'll actually be setting up uh, for the eclipse there, getting chairs. Yeah, out. there's gonna be people are all kinds of people are taking the day off to have eclipse parties and traveling. It's it's very weird. Yeah, I got I I don't. <laughs> But of course, so actually, you mentioned the rumors. What other? So I, I have seen rumors. We haven't reported them, but eighty-seven hundred K, right? Yep. I don't have those details in front of me. <laughs> six core, but it's a six core. The rumors are a six core part, right? So that's the. Yep. And in fact, oh hey, you know, actually, this brings up that thing I wrote about last week, or was that this week? My God, I can't ever remember. <laughs> it's all one. It's big all giant blurring week. into one week because yeah, there's like actually taking a weekend. That uh, that uh, there are the reports that Z270 will not work with Coffee Lake. Yes. Right? Yeah. As Rock came out and said it and they didn't take it back. And I got to say, I, I so I was like, well, this is crazy. I asked Intel what to deal with uh, with that is because we here in the podcast said, yeah, there's Coffee Lake should work. Right. Why wouldn't why would the, why would KB Lake not work or whatever the hell it is? Why would it not work? In, in this board, it's basically the same process. There's really nothing changed. Uh, I will say I did talk to um, two other board vendors. Uh, I'm not going to name them. And they said, yeah, it's everything we know. It's you're going to have to buy something new. So which kind of pisses everybody off, right? Because if you just bought a, you know, Z270 board and it's like, it's over, baby. You got to toss it. I guess it. they're figuring that the people who already went with KB Lake aren't planning to upgrade. Yeah. I, I, I completely understand that point of view. That, hey, I just bought this. What the hell? I can't upgrade. It's still, you know, 14 nanometer process. What's going on? But to be fair, this isn't new from Intel. They've always been, you get two generations out of a motherboard family, right? So like Skylake and Kaby Lake. And before that, it was Sandy Bridge and Ivy Bridge or way before that it was Broadwell and Haswell. Right. It's always been like that. It would be nice to see him shift away from that, but it's not unusual. It's not coming out of left field from intel yeah but i think it's just disappointing i mean it's not breaking with their tradition in that regard but they're breaking tradition in other regards so there's really no reason for them to keep it so <laughs> yeah i'm just saying if you're already breaking tradition <laughs> elsewhere there's no reason to you know keep tradition other places if it's not absolutely necessary and i don't think they've been said anything that's actually made a point for it so Oh, you, you mean actually whether they've confirmed it or whether it's... Confirmed it and in also on top of that actually said anything that said, hey, we know that this might be upsetting news, but here's why we did it. Yeah. You know, and I either the story I wrote there, basically, I think there's, you know, three possible reasons. One is, hey, um, we're Intel. We had that thing called the FDIV bug. And unless we can say absolutely everything works, our lawyers are going to say you can't do anything. <laughs> so we're going to certify... Z whatever it is, you know, the rumors are a 370 chipset. Z370, I think, is what they're going to call it. Yep. We're going to certify three, Z370 to work with Coffee Lake. We're not going to go back and do these other things because we're going to get sued, so we're not going to do it. So that's one possible reason, being conservative, because, you know, FDIV bug, lawyers. Lawyers ruin all the fun. Uh, other one is like, hey, this is so fun. Why don't you go buy a new motherboard, market segmentation, go buy something new to go with your new CPU. We make money off the chipset, too. That is a cynical reason. Uh, the other the, the third reason, which, uh, as I understand from talking to people, could really be the reason is it don't work. It just does not work. If hmm. 8700K is a six core part, 
You know, it's Z270 more power. wasn't made for that. Z one, you know, Z two seventy, which is just Z one seventy up revved, right? Or like we never expected you to draw that much power. So all the VRM specs, all the stuff. We didn't make this to run a six core CPU. And for all we know, Intel could jam an eight core in there. We don't know what their plans are. So I don't really know what the the, re, the actual reasons are, but it's one of those three things. And I'm gonna guess from talking to board vendors, number three, the internet assumes it's number two, which is hey, go buy a new chipset too and give us more money. So which is, of course, you know, the reason why I mean, people get angry. It could be all three. They're not mutually exclusive. It could also be all three. <laughs> uh, it's P- rough, though. Imagine, like, if you had bought a Skylake chip, right? So you have Z170. You bought a quad-core. You bought a, whatever, 66K. And you're like, sweet, I can game. And then these uh, coffee-like chips come out. You're like, sweet, I can get six cores now. I'll upgrade. If you could just drop it in the socket, it's a no-brainer. But if you have to upgrade to a whole new motherboard, you have to buy the whole new chip. That sucks. And at the same time, AMD's here with this multi-core part saying, hey, we're going to support this motherboard platform to at least 2020. Yeah. So it's it's a rough place. And it's also, I, I to me, it I know you have a point because it's like, hey, you just bought a 7700K. Are you really going to go out and buy another CPU? That's mm-hmm. true. But I tend to think people think really long term. You bought a 7700K, you can use that baby for five years, right? And five years you go, oh, right, I'm going to buy a Coffee Lake part on eBay now cheap. Uh, I got to get a new motherboard. So. No, that's fair. I mean, like, you see a ton of that in, like, uh, the Harbor Swap subreddit, right. where there are people in there who are upgrading from Sandy Bridge to Ivy Bridge. Right. So, and that's, and I think what I think is really bad, though, is because it's like, if Intel could make Coffee Lake, whatever it is, compatible with existing Z270. If you have a Z270 board and you go like, okay, I want a six core CPU because I'm doing more whatever, streaming, whatever, or I'm doing, you know, light, more video editing, I want more cores. And you go on like, okay, I'm going to go buy a new Coffee Lake, drop it in, good to go, don't got to do anything. But when you, they got to go like, I now I need a new motherboard, then you start looking at, it frees you from the shackles of, you know, you're, of buying Intel because now you're like, well, now all my options are open. Whereas if you could run it in Z270, you're going to go, there's a, there's probably a 90% chance you're going to go out and buy a Coffee Lake part because it's like, it works. It's cheaper. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I got to redo everything. But now when you have to buy a new motherboard, it's, it's a good chance of pushing people toward the competition. So, I mean, that's where I'm at personally, you know? Yep. So. Perfect. He's a, Adam is advocating for, yeah, at home. Well, you're on Z87 though, right? You're a Haswell, uh, Haswell person. Uh, Ivy Bridge. No, you're running no. a Devil's Canyon part. Yeah, Devil's. Yeah, that's what it was. Although, hmm, yeah, that's see, that's you're in the perfect position. When you do your upgrade, you look at all options. You don't yep. go like I'm only going to buy one, right? Yep. So, I tell you what, man, the 7700K is already a kick-ass gaming chip. If it does somehow get two more cores and even 15, 20% more performance, not the 30% that Intel has claimed in some situations, that would be awfully interesting. Well, yeah, I got to say, it's going to make it tough for Ryzen 5 at that point, because if you're looking at, and the rumors are, nobody, none of this is confirmed, because they're rumors, and we know how, how often those are wrong, but they're saying 4.7 turbo. A 4.7 turbo on that Coffee Lake part Ooh. is like, man, this is, is going to be hard for any Ryzen 5 part, even Ryzen 7 at a certain point. That's 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 going to be tough, but we'll see if they can pull it off, right? I mean, Or mm-hmm. with all these extra cores, the industry will finally start adopting multi-core you know 
performance. Yeah, they right? will support her, right? Because the apparently the egg is here now. Because I'm mean, waiting for the chicken. Right? Chicken didn't show up. Egg's here now. So yeah. So I mean, the, <laughs> then at that point, uh, you know, if if people start coding better for multi-core and, and using that, what has Intel got? You know, that's that's kind of what they their last hanging hot hat, right? Is that, oh, we've got great single perfor- single thread performance. Well, but it, it does help them. I mean, as much as people like to bag in Intel, they have been pushing developers to support multi-core cpus for a long time and it really if anything you could say we've gotten here because of all the work they've done at the same time intel saying we want you to do this we want you to do this well we'll do it can you make these cpus a hundred dollars okay we can't help you with that right so that's their problem that's sort of what amd has done now so everybody's got them so i think in the end this could help intel where they could never, they could never go with the pricing. They didn't have the competition for years. They would never go there for pricing. But now that the pricing is there, now that you can get <laughs> an eight-core all-in-one like on Elena's desk over there <laughs> with a Ryzen seven in it at Costco, then you know you're going to be like, hey, you know what, developer, let's let's support let's support eight cores now. So, so uh, sorry, you know, not to cut this off, but I literally got a text from our boss saying <laughs> we have uh, our meeting in ten minutes. We have so. ten minutes. Okay, yeah. why don't we do ten minutes of questions? Uh, oh no, I. Are we I done? No. We're clear? Yeah, let's 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 clear We're it up. Cut it off. Yeah, we got to go. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. We'll so do I'm, questions next time. We'll do questions next time. But the good thing is you can send them to us. I will tell you right now where to send it. Check back in two weeks or so, maybe, maybe not, for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and go and review us. Say how awesome we are. Yes. And then you will actually get a no prize, which is no prize. You can also listen on Google Play, Stitcher, and send your questions and comments, such as, Gordon, you really botched up that Ryzen Threadripper <laughs> install to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Adios. Eleni Yee. Bye, everyone. Adam Patrick Murray will turn us off. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.